Welcome back to Evolve Beyond and today we are going to be talking about a subject that's very close to us in a number of ways mm -hmm. because of the environments we occupy. Mm -hmm. Toxicity mm -hmm. exists in our families, in our workplace, relationships, friendships. It's absolutely everywhere. Mm -hmm. It is. So the real question is, why do we choose to participate in this level of drama or toxicity? If we know that it causes us pain and it distracts us and it actually feels yucky, like in our body, it's incongruent, it's disharmonious, and it distracts us from getting things done and it keeps us in that loop of karma well, as the upsets say. us it's there yeah, yeah we say it why do we continue to touch the hot stove and that's the question i have for all of you why do you continue to touch the hot stove when you know that it's not something that's productive positive or healthy for you because as a society we're fed we're fed a healthy diet of this stuff <laughs> all the time <laughs> From the news headlines that we see come across the okay, television. Okay, well, in the UK, I mean, it is like you get bombarded. <laughs> it's insane. It really is insane. <laughs> Honestly, like, and I, and I know that, you know, the stakes yeah. are bad, but like... Oh, yeah, yeah, they go for it. They go for they it. They really do. I mean, and and I got to say, like, the paparazzi here... Yeah. No, they, they, there's no barriers. Miles away in a bush, and there's all of a sudden a picture of you. Yeah. And you're like, what? Where did that even come from? Yeah, it's amazing how people are followed here and, to get a headline. And, it's and society, without knowing it, subliminally invests in it. I know. Because, because they pay attention to it. Yeah. And that's so you're feeding going. the beast. Yeah, so, you really are. Okay, so let's do it more on a, let's talk more on a, a microcosmic level. So what about in our friendships, our family? So if we know that positivity and joy and peace and happiness and laughter is what we want in our life, why do we keep going back to the, uh, uh, well, it's an addiction. Well, it's an addiction, and it's also the fact that we don't recognize we're being negative. We actually think it's normal. We think it's normal to talk about that person, Gossip. do that person. Yeah. That's, that becomes uh -huh. what we do or control a person. So let's talk about what toxicity actually is so that people can understand, oh wow, I can recognize this place where I am this, or this place where I feed into this, or this place where I participate with this. So give us a couple examples about what toxicity looks like. So you were just saying one. Yeah, I mean toxicity basically Gossip. looks like, yeah, it's, it's the Chinese whisper. Mm -hmm. It's the adding your bit uh, to something, mm -hmm. to get somebody else's attention and mm -hmm. actually get them involved. So mm -hmm. they now mm -hmm. become a part of the toxic chain mm -hmm. and they keep spreading it till actually the thing that it started as has now grown into something totally different mm -hmm. and is also now impacting other people mm -hmm. that they now have an opinion on it. Mm -hmm. And it just keeps growing till it's out of control and actually to a point where it becomes normal to be toxic. Well, and then what happens, I find, with people is that when they are in that role and they play and have that identity with another person, they automatically go back to that role 
and they pick up where they left off. Oh, absolutely. Rather than a positive place of like, how was your day? And then they're like, oh, you know, the rain and the, uh, and then this person at the, at the water cooler was saying this about this. And I'm just, oh, it's so tiring. Instead, you saying, well, can you just share with me something that you want to celebrate about your day or something that you enjoyed? Well, or, you're a party pooper when you do that. Yeah. Because you're not joining into the toxic ride that everybody uh, else is going on. 100%. And being a victim oh. of your circumstance. And that's really what we're talking about is being victimized or being a victim. You know, I mean, I know that those are very dramatic words, but that's really what it is. It's the lowest level of energy. It is. And the fact of the matter is that it's also the type of energy that's fast to catch on. Yeah. And that's the problem it, is that it spreads so, so easily and so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about newspapers and and headlines just as we started this up. And, and the fact of the matter is that as soon as you want people to grab a message in a certain way and have a certain viewpoint, what you do is you put a toxic message out there and it spreads uh -huh. and it grows. Well, because you play upon fear. And when you play upon fear, it hooks people. I mean, it's the number one thing. You're a marketing person. It's the number one thing in marketing and sales to get somebody in to buy your product or service. I mean, that's what people, and in the coaching business, that's what people used to do. That's why I stopped doing the stage work. And we touched upon that in one of the podcasts because a phrase that I'd coined myself is that I said at the heart of marketing, for marketing to be successful, there has to be dissatisfaction. Yeah. And All you right. point it out. And then you say, I'm the solution for your problem. Yeah. So what these people are doing is creating problems to make themselves important. And so what I, to go back to the original question, some different ways toxicity exists in our communities, friendships, relationships, business ships. Well, a great example would be family dynamics mm -hmm. where basically a family member shows a certain trait and rather than sitting down and having a frank discussion about addressing that trait, what we do is keep pointing it out to other people mm -hmm. in the family mm -hmm. so they gather that opinion behind as well. Back. Oh, behind their back. Oh, yep. oh yep. not to their face. That is, not. I'm going to call it my family, That is, that was a generational curse from my grandmother. And she used to do that with everybody. And then everybody else started doing it. And you know when someone's talking about you, it feels horrible. And you can feel it. Well, you feel it, you see it, you start to develop your own value system about yourself because, because of it. it. Mm -hmm. And energetically, mm -hmm. it takes you to a place that's not healthy. And everybody knows the big secret except for you. So yeah. what does it do? It casts you out. It's a selection process. It is. And so this is why toxicity is unhealthy to participate in. It is. You see it in the workplace. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. There can be opinions around something. And all of a sudden, something that should be a business decision mm -hmm. now becomes personal. Mm -hmm. Now becomes an agenda that yeah. somebody's And I'm going to say control. There's a lot of control Absolutely that about control. Mm -hmm. So... The best way to take somebody off course is to, let's make this toxic. And the toxic tactic would be to undermine mm -hmm. or... Or batter on them and tell them what they need to do rather than encourage and allow 
the flourishing of their own ideas and the expansion of their mind and the creativity of their wisdom and what their role is in the company. And that's the thing that I see so frequently. You see people fighting for positions within companies. And actually, something else that you see, which is a dynamic that exists a lot of the time in corporate business, is people taking a position from the outset. So not walking into a situation with an open mind, but coming with a very clear position Mm -hmm. and then upsetting the apple cart Mm -hmm. if things aren't rolling in that way. Mm -hmm. And that, again, becomes toxic Mm -hmm. because people take sides. It grows. And now something that could have been easily solved by sitting down and sharing and listening with each other becomes a reason to be divided. And what happens is, toxically, we focus on the divide rather than the solution. And what we could do instead is just be open and allow flow to happen and allow the day to take course. And obviously, I'm not saying just like float on through the day. You need organization and structure and there needs to be some kind of bones and an agenda. An agenda being like an outline or a mm-hmm. guideline mm-hmm. for a meeting that we're talking but about. But it's a path. It's but an it, agreed it, it, path. Exactly. It is a path and it's a journey, but like life, there is no destination necessarily. There's a destination we're pointing towards, but it has to be an agreed upon set of circumstances that everybody agrees to in order to get the ship moving forward. You can't just be one person manning a 130-foot boat. Like, that's mm-hmm. just not a possibility, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and what happens is that domination, it's an old patriarchal tactic. And that's something that I am seeing so much that's dying, but it's rising up in a way like trying to grip its little hooks in people. I see it in my profession with the clients I work with and their families in the work environment. I don't know how else to say it besides like, manipulating, batteramming, yeah, like making hard. the decision and saying, I am the expert, this in, and they're not. That's yeah. the thing. We were yeah. just talking about yeah. that. Yeah. It's just yeah. annoying when somebody, and this is the thing, this classic American way of like, I've taken one course and now all of a sudden I'm the expert in this thing. It's like, what's your educational background? What is your, what's your experiential background? What have you done to make you the expert in this field? And I think it's really interesting to see that in a family dynamic where all of a sudden somebody has something that somebody else wants and then they try to become Come this that. thing yeah. without any yeah. actual legs to stand on, mm-hmm. right? And, and that is toxic because it's built on lies, right? It's a, a faking, and I'm not going to say till you make it because there is no making it when you're faking it consistently. It exists all around us. Yeah, it's and inauthentic is what I should yeah, say. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. Remember that kind of dynamic we used to talk about in workplaces where a certain person walks in the room and all of a sudden the mood changes. Yeah. For the 100%. whole room. Yeah. yeah. Now It's an energy we, signature. And that's toxic. Yeah. So yeah. when we look at it, it yeah. this toxicity manifests itself in many different ways. You are listening to Evolve Beyond. We sit in front of our televisions. Okay. We're entertained by violence. We're entertained by infidelity in the shows. We're entertained by all kinds of things that we know, we know are wrong. 
I have to just interject here because all I can think about my ex-husband. So I'm not a TV watcher at all, right? But there are some shows that I've been entertained by that are dark. And my ex-husband was like, you have to watch Game of Thrones. And everybody jumped on the damn Game of Thrones thing. And I was like, I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get involved in that. And that just becomes a thing for however many seasons it was. And why? So that I get to have conversations with people about this show. When all it was, when I saw it, was killing, rape, um, power. power. I mean, it was just, I mean, family dynamics and positions of, I mean, it was just malicious, gross, horrible, abusive behavior. And this is what we're entertained by. And that was truly one of the most talked about shows, at least in my age group. I don't know anybody who didn't watch it or talk about it. And it's so interesting because it is a level of programming that does breed that level of toxicity. Well, what it does is it normalizes toxicity. Okay, thank you. That's what it does. And that was the reason that I raised the point, Mm -hmm. is that it definitely becomes normalized. Mm -hmm. And in the normalization, we become desensitized in our own lives to somebody's actual experience. Because the thing about toxicity is that when it appears, it can come out almost like in harmless conversations or what you feel are harmless conversations. But somebody in the room may be being affected Mm -hmm. in a way that you don't realize. Mm -hmm. So let's touch on community now. Yeah. How does toxicity play a role in our community? And we did just do a podcast about well, this. But... Well, we talked about racism. <laughs> yeah. And we went there on the black and white yeah. issue on colorism. Yeah. yeah. The manifestation of toxicity culturally mm-hmm. is huge. And it's nowhere bigger than in racism, whereby people have beliefs about culture, about race, around stereotypes. And there is nothing healthy about it. It's all toxic. And yeah, for some people, they follow these doctrines religiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, their mission, it's like they're on a crusade to keep toxicity at the top of the agenda because it serves their purpose. Mm-hmm. It keeps other people small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as we say, it becomes toxic in a number of ways. First of all, it grows that community, grows the hate. And on the other side, if you are the recipient of what comes out of that, it marginalizes you. And depending on the type of individual, you can build up hate against the perpetrator, right. which is toxic as well. Yeah, 100%. And, and the cycle just And we're seeing this so much, itself. right? That we're, we're seeing this so much, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we're That's seeing okay. this so much because... It's really interesting, and politically, it's like somebody is making another political party wrong, incorrect, and bad for what they believe. And then on the other side, you're you're doing exactly the same the thing, and exactly. And this yeah. is the polarity thing. Yeah. And these are the opportunities for growth for mankind to evolve beyond this type of reality that we've created for ourselves. Yeah. This yeah. dimension of the third, this heavy classroom that we're participating in, in itself needs to be left behind because it's toxic. So if we talk about a macrocosmic level, we have created and believe that we are still living 
in this way when actually we're a much more progressive, innovative, well, loving race. Well, you think about what you've just said, and I know it's a term that, that I've heard you use often, and it's a simple word, and the word is heavy. I mean, when you oh, think about so how heavy that toxicity oh is God. in our society, the weight of it. Well, scientifically, it's catabolic energy. So under a microscope, it's actually like molasses. It's orangey-brown, and it's dense, it's, and it does begin to grow like a blob, kind of like if you've ever seen Ghostbusters back in the day, yeah, that yeah. big green slime stuff yeah. that grows under the city, yeah. you know, that literally is, I mean, it was such a great movie because that is catabolic energy that is actually scientifically proven based on hate. Yeah. And it creates more hate. And it's just a virus like cancer in the system. And, and that, you're speaking to me now because that talks to me on a number of levels because I feel that heaviness when you're in certain environments. You feel the weight of the hatred. You feel the weight of the disorientation. Mm -hmm. you, you see people who uh, have taken themselves down a certain route and it's not serving them, mm -hmm. yet they continue to do it. And some of them do it individual, some of them do it collectively, but the weight of it mm -hmm. is all there. When all we need to do sometimes is step back and recognise, am I being toxic? And how we do that? is to really close your eyes, center yourself, take a deep breath and feel, cause you know. So that level one energy that I'm talking about, that, that victimism is, there's an apathy with it. There's a lethargy to it. And when you feel like, I just can't get out of bed or I'm just not motivated, I'm not inspired, I can't, uh, 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 you know, and, you're, and, you're, and you start to curl in your shoulders, like look at your body language and like look at how productive you are versus how not. Or if you have to really kick your own ass to go to the gym or get outside or whatever it is. And when you shift that behavior quickly by disrupting the challenge, like going outside, taking off your shoes, putting them in the grass. That might not be an opportunity for you, but you can do some breath work. You can do a yoga class. You can meditate. You can tap in and connect to something greater than you. And once you've done that, you've disconnected from the heaviness from of the, the weight. Yeah. And it will pull your spirit up because the only place to go is up from that level one energy. You want to get all the way up to seven. Right? That's what we're and, and, and that is right. And we talked about it, the weight of the heaviness of the toxicity and how much of it there is around us. We do need to, first of all, stand still and recognize that, am I being toxic? Mm -hmm. And if I am, I need to disconnect. Mm -hmm. So it's a deliberate action. It is a coming into consciousness of the toxicity that's around us, mm -hmm. rather than just accepting this as normal. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's what people do, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that it's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And it's our ability to step outside it, see it for what it is, look at it over there and say, I'm not a part of that. I'm going to do this. And it's an investment in other human beings. Mm -hmm. It's a way of looking at another human being and saying, I'm going to invest in you this way, mm -hmm. not that way. Yeah based on your value system, based on the way that you choose to be and move through the world. And that's really, I mean, it is a disconnection in order to, it's a perfect example, and I love this, 
putting the mask on yourself before you put it on somebody else yeah. on an airplane. It really is. You've got to help yourself fill up your well so that your cup runneth over. And as it spills over, it will spill over into your community, your friendships, your relationships, your workships, all of these different places. And it is infectious, actually. Anabolic energy, which is this positive, trending, upward, trending energy, is super, it's intoxicating, actually. And when you choose to participate in it. When you feel it. When you, when you walk into a room that's energized and positive mm-hmm. and everybody's upholding each mm-hmm. other, you feel it. Wait, I want to say something. So it's the cutest thing because I've been visiting clients all over the place, all over the world. And the first question that comes out of their mouth is, so what do you feel in my house? <laughs> like, I know what it is. It is. Like, and I'm like, oh, Lord. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, leave, 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 leave. Yeah. You know. That's like, just to your point. No, that is know. my point. Yeah, exactly. And, and there are some moments that <laughs> we let pass that happen to us in our lives as that was just that moment instead of actually recognising we can replicate it. Like, a great example is been a football player and, uh, and a football coach and been in many dressing rooms. And he's talking English football, by the way, everybody. Yeah, talking soccer. Now, one of the things for sports people who have been in that dressing room mm-hmm. just after you've won something. Yeah. Oh. Right. The energy, the camaraderie, the reflection that's immediate, the, that you feel in that room, it's fantastic. Not even just in the, I mean, not even just as a player, like talk about the fans. I mean, the like, yeah, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, you know, I mean, lovingly said, Man United is not the best team. And 3-0 knocked him out of the park. Everyone was like, what happened? Yeah. And it was, I mean, the whole, the vibe was just intensely amazing. And sometimes when we create that energy, we've got yeah. to look at that and go, yeah. why don't we create we that? Yeah, we need to hang on to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so again, when you have and draw your attention towards the thing you want, it expands and it grows and more energy gets put into that place. So why are we focusing on toxicity or even falling into the toxicity? Yeah, yeah. Because it is a falling into for some. Well, it is. And and I also think it is letting in, which is going to be another subject that we cover. Yeah. It's how much we let the external world in to create this toxicity. Yep. Because I think of some of the simplest things in my life that have made my life joyous and unpolluted. Mm-hmm. Right. And the simple things like the smile of my children. Mm-hmm. That for those moments are just filled with just joy. When I see my dog run. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah. I know, Coito. Because he's got this smile. It was funny. I was looking at a picture of him this morning when we were in Topanga Canyon and outside of Los Angeles. And he was running like a maniac in this tall grass. And his face is like, he looked like a cartoon. And it's like, like those are my joyful moments. Yeah. Well, that, wherever they are, we recognize it. Remember Hang those. On. Remember those, those. And then say, how can I replicate that? Mm-hmm. How do I create joyous moments moving mm-hmm. forward? And what it will do, from a polarity point of view, Mm -hmm. you will recognise that when you're in a situation Mm -hmm. that's toxic, you'll recognise it's a change in energy, Mm -hmm. where this is not good. So therefore, let me come out of that, rather than be a part of that, because the joy is over there. Yeah. 
I'm and, going to wear the joyous. Yep, yeah. You've just touched on a couple things. My favorite exercise, the polarity exercise of when you draw a line down the center of a page and on the left-hand side, you write, when I feel, and it's always a negative energy, right? Because you're getting yourself out of the negative energy. So when I feel sad or when I feel heavy, when I feel like a victim, when I feel fearful, when I feel um, angry, I can. And then you list all the things, you know, you can be heavy, you can be disengaged, you cannot get things done, you cannot be productive, you can not make money, you can get sick, you can deter people from coming around, you can not create healthy relationships, right? You can participate in yuck and you can continue to be on that hamster wheel beating yourself up about why you're still there, right? And then on the right hand side of the page, you can say, when I stop feeling angry, sad, da 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 I can be uplifted. I can be joyful. And even just saying this, I feel it in my body. Yeah. Yeah. I can create new relationships. I can have beautiful conversations. I can connect to something greater than myself. I can be open. I can be receptive. I can be uh, in love. I can be in joy. I can laugh. You know, all of these kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what you've done is you're just getting all the gook out. And then you're filling up with the space. And again, you're not saying, I can be happy and I'm going to be happy. Because like, this is why affirmations don't work for a lot of people is because like, if you're overweight and you say, I am thin every single morning, you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm not effing thin. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. I'm just using that as an example. I mean, there's a physicality to it. And, but if you say like, I am working at staying fit. Every day I feel better when I exercise for 20 minutes. And then you start that upward trending spiral of a dialogue to yourself to start getting yourself on board to talk yourself out of the heaviness. And you start to believe, yeah, like, and I like myself more and more. And as I like myself more and more, I look in the mirror and I actually really accept my shape and my beauty and my body. And I'm so grateful for my health. And I'm feeling so good in my skin and I like the way I look at my clothes actually and I want to go flaunt myself and dance around when I want to feel this vitality running through my bones and I love myself. Well, I, I like that exercise and it, it made me think it'd be nice to have a kind of toxicity and gratitude radar. Okay. So almost like at the end of the day just ask yourself just before you go to bed, yeah. was I toxic today? Yeah. Or was I grateful? Yeah. Or did I participate in toxicity? Or did I... But absolutely, or did I yeah. participate yeah. in toxicity? And if I did, why did I? Yeah. What did I get from it? Yeah, what did I get from it? What yeah. did I get What did from I gain? It? See how we're arriving? Mm-hmm. This is what happens with us, yeah. isn't it? We arrive exactly the same place. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, because that, that, those are such important questions. They are actually life-changing questions. I know, and it is so simple. So I was at lunch the other day, and I had met these guys and I almost fell off my chair when I found out how young they were because they held themselves with such dignity and respect and honor and they had had massive success in business and otherwise and uh, they were very uh, accomplished in their service work. They've done really big work in the world and it was very elating to me and Again, it, it in a sense, it was that anabolic energy that we're talking about because I was like, wow, this is part of what I'm putting out. It's coming back to me, seeing these people really give back to their community energy for energy, right? But 
one of the things that they shared is that they had deep reflection. And I mean, we were having a very high level evolved spiritual conversation and these guys were just eating it up because they wanted to be taken higher. They wanted to know more because this was their practice and that's how they got where they did. They disconnected from any level of toxicity. And one of them was talking about just a bit of toxicity that was in their experience and how after he said something and admitted it out loud that his body felt more calm, relaxed, peaceful, at ease. And I said, well, that's your meter. You know, that is your meter. If something is incongruent in your field, you automatically feel it. You can feel it from a mile away. Yeah, you can. You really can. And that's when you exit and you just kindly, lovingly, and graciously leave the situation and leave it cleaner than you found it. Why? Because that leaves a seed of positivity for somebody else to pick up or fertilize or water. I completely agree with you. And let's go there, Amy. I'm going to say two words to you that I know are going to set you off. Oh, shit. Social media. Oh. You know what? I was waiting for that when you were talking about papers <laughs> and everything else. I know. I just, I, it just is, it's not my place. No, not mine either. But that doesn't mean that it's not a good platform for a lot of positivity. I mean, like, listen, I hear more often than not about TikTok and how <laughs> I have this one client. And she's so cute. She says all the time to me, she's like, online or I learned on TikTok. And I'm like, you know, it's just, it's very cute. But at the same time, this is where these people are looking for. They're searching, seeking information and education. And well, there is a platform to educate. Well, I think that there's a couple of levels. Because right. when we talk about social media, remember, we're talking about the level of, let's say, people who are putting toxic messages out Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, but we're also talking about the toxicity of the addiction to it. Yeah. Well, please, everybody, I don't have anything against social media this is social media isn't it but it's the level of disconnection and lack of information and education and it's the emotional response that people like this and you know i'm gonna have to yell at some clients and get 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 off the phone you know i mean like what are you doing like this is so disrespectful like oh i have to like it's like it's constant like i have to like check my phone i have to see what this person said about me (laughs) like really why yeah. You know, then call them up. I mean, that's my thing is that that's where it's challenging to me because it's such a disconnection um, within our level of communication, eyes and eyes and body to body and energy to energy um, in each other's fields. But it doesn't mean that it's not a good thing. So I want to just clarify that at times it can be very, I mean, it's the biggest widespread viral way of creating a message and putting your voice out there. Just make sure that it's a positive reflection that you want to see and be in the world, right? Yeah, and and make sure that it's not a distraction from the things that, from the experiences that you are denying yourself because social media is taking you away from them. Yeah, absolutely use it for what it's meant to be used for. But what we've got to look at is if we're socialising around a tool, what does that socializing look like, feel like? Right. Is it doing you any good, the planet any good, the collective who you're associated mm-hmm. with any good? Goes if back to reflection. Yeah. And if it's doing good, continue. But if it's toxic, let it go. Mm-hmm.
I think we have covered a ton and had a, a really lovely high energy conversation around toxicity. And so I think it's time to wrap it up here. I think it is. Now, folks, I normally close off with the words evolve beyond. But what I'm going to do today is because she's over here in London, is leave this to Amy today. Leave us with a couple of wise words. Over to you. Yeah, put you on the spot, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Well, thank you, Michael. And friends, family, sisters and brothers, this is something that we are really passionate about and we're asking for you to help us get our message out. So please like, share, and comment. Give us some feedback. What would you like to hear? What do you want to have us talk about? Explore what concepts, what realities... I mean, where we'll go there, whether it's spiritual, whether it's energetic, whether it's psychological, we'll go there. We want to go there. So please give us some feedback. And we really encourage you to share this with your communities and have these conversations. Open up the dialogue with your communities. And remember, friends, to evolve beyond. What is Evolve Beyond? A podcast that touches on life's experiences and in turn guides you to your greatest wisdom, truth, and energetic potential. We are your hosts. I'm Michael Adams, human behavior specialist. And I'm Amy Elizabeth, energy evolution mentor. Together, we dive deep. So you can accelerate your highest evolution and align with who you were born to be. We are asking our listeners to come with an open mind and strongly encourage trying on a new way of thinking to transcend reoccurring patterns and themes once and for all. It is in acceptance and responsibility that we are able to do that for ourselves and our life's path. We invite you to dive deep with us and evolve beyond. Who is Amy Elizabeth? Amy's formal background is in psychology and education, and over the past two decades, she has coupled this with multiple forms of energy medicine to assist her clients in identifying and living their highest evolution. She believes evolution is an everyday choice that we can all access, and her work focuses on assisting you to clear and create pathways to a fulfilling, majestic, and holistic spiritual existence. She utilizes ancient tools and rituals backed by scientific methods to achieve this. Having worked with high achievers, influencers, many decorated officers, professional athletes, business leaders and entrepreneurs, she has co-created a map to navigate living the life you were created to live in connectivity, joy and peace. Who is Michael Adams? Michael is a human behavior specialist who focuses on psychology and talking therapies. He is also an internationally respected marketing consultant, mentor, business growth strategist, and public speaker. In a professional career that spans over 40 years, he has practiced in the areas of elite professional sport, corporate business, public and private sector environments. In the past decade, his focus has been in the field of personal development, looking at improving individuals' dialogue with themselves in order to reach their full potential in life. He continues to develop new techniques that can be simply deployed by individuals in their everyday lives. 